Welcome to the Nurses for Healthy Environments podcast. I'm Beth Shank, host of the podcast, along with our guest host, Dr. Shanda Demrest, who is interviewing nurse climate champions from around the world. Today, Shanda speaks with two champions, Emily Chang and Floro Cubello, both taking innovative approaches to climate and nursing. Enjoy. Good day, everyone. Welcome to this special series of the Nurses for Healthy Environments podcast featuring nurse climate champions hosted by me, Shanda Demarest. And throughout the last few months, I've had the opportunity to interview nurses working and living at the intersection of climate change and health. We've heard from educators, activists, leaders, and change makers of all stripes And today I'm excited to share that I'll be engaging in dialogue with two special guests, uh, both with an entrepreneurial, innovative and and wanderlust spirit. So as always, I want to extend gratitude to the Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments and Healthcare Without Harm for supporting the Nurses Climate Challenge, which as you know, is empowering nurses to reach 50,000 health professionals with this climate and health education by the end of 2022. So if you're a nurse climate champion, keep up the remarkable work of educating students and colleagues with those nurses climate challenge resources. And of course, please track your education, metrics matter. Um, And if you're not a nurse climate champion yet, create an account on nursesclimatechallenge.org, do a little exploring. So without further ado, let's explore in today's discussion. So First, I'm joined by Emily Chang, a traveling critical care nurse turned nurse innovator, entrepreneur. Uh, Emily is the CEO and co-founder of MedVenture app, an app that unites traveling healthcare professionals through community resources and tools. And she has been on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic as a traveling nurse herself. Emily has taken assignments in multiple health systems from San Francisco to Seattle to Honolulu to upstate New York to San Antonio. And we are so fortunate to have her on the line with us today. And we will also be joined by Floro Cubello. Um, Floro is a registered nurse in Finland, Sweden, Norway, Iceland, and the Philippines. Um, and Floro has a specialization in infection prevention and control. And Floro is a senior lecturer teaching nursing and allied health courses at the School of Health and Social Care and the head of the degree program in international nursing at the Uolu University of Applied Sciences. Floro is the founding president of the Filipino Nurses Association in the Nordic region and the Society of the Filipino Nurses in Finland. And of course, both Floro and Emily are climate nurses. And first I'm going to dig into a conversation with Emily. So Emily, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. We have many things to discuss today, Emily and and Floro. The two of you overlap in a few key ways that I hope we can explore together. And your stories are also unique, of course. So let's start there. First, Emily, tell us what you do. Like, what is the why behind the development of MedVenture? What is it? How does it help you to live out your passion for the environment? 
Thank you so much for one, having this platform and also inviting me to share my story. I'm really, really grateful for this opportunity. So my biggest why for MedVenture is that I became a travel nurse about four years ago. And when I started travel nursing, I am a native New Yorker and I went across the country to California. I guess the way I do things is go big or go home. So I figured just try the other coast. And on my second assignment, I was in San Francisco and I was feeling the true depths of loneliness and not having a community. And I was trying to figure out a way to bridge that gap for travelers and for myself, frankly. And so I thought about creating a website at first and then a friend suggested an app. And for the longest time, probably about six or seven months, I sat on the idea because as with any big idea, it's usually very overwhelming to begin with. And then I went to a traveling healthcare conference called TravCon in September of 2019. And I was just so inspired by this community that I was really immersed in. And I thought to myself, I don't wanna to get to the end of my life and regret not trying something that was sitting on my heart for a long time. And so I decided to just take a chance and figure it out um, every step in between and every step of the way I've just been able to figure it out. And I think that's probably a really big um, life lesson in general is just, you just have to take the steps and everything will reveal itself in time. So I found my business partner at this traveling healthcare conference. And so MedVenture has been co-founded by two traveling nurses that wanted to build the gap of loneliness and lack of community on assignments since we move every few months and even as quickly as a few weeks um, with the pandemic that we've seen to fill short-term staffing needs. And we never wanted loneliness to be a reason why people didn't go into traveling healthcare because it's really changed our lives in every single way. And it's really helped me to really connect with the world at large and nature itself and my environments because I've been able to experience some of the most beautiful parts of this country. And it's made me fall even more in love with our planet and really protecting it because I've been able to firsthand recreate and be like one with nature. And so I'm really grateful for the opportunity for traveling nursing and I wanna just help everyone else be able to tap into that. I love that. I mean, even looking at the logo of your app, it, it you know, MedVenture, the M and the V, the M is a mountain, or at least that's what I'm, I'm seeing, uh, you know, from my, of course, Enviro eyes. Um, Emily, thank you. And, and that certainly resonates with me as, as the wife of a traveling nurse. Um, of course, as you all know, I, I am also a nurse by background. So I think maybe that does sort of make me a traveling nurse in some ways, um, but I'm not at the bedside. Um, and, and now more than ever, Emily and, and all traveling nurses, like thank you for filling those short-term staffing needs that, that you're referencing. We, we're in an extremely tight spot and without, um, yeah, without the, the courage and the ability to, to fill those needs in the way that you are, um, things would, would look a lot different. So thank you. So, you know, you, you've referenced that much of the work you do in the traveling health professional industry is around this networking and support. And MedVenture has an ambassadors program and, and even just a quick, quick glimpse at the ambassadors, which you call MedVenturists. I love that. 
sounds like sounds like adventure. Um, it's quite evident that these travelers have a love for the outdoors, and this resonates me. It resonates with me and my husband. That's the reason that we transitioned to this travel nursing framework. Um, so something about this lifestyle, about being able to explore the world around us, makes us feel more participatory as creatures on the planet. So maybe you can share with our audience how some of these ambassadors within your network embody this connection with nature. Absolutely. I think our medventurists are, are really the foundation of our entire community. I think we really empower our ambassadors to be leaders in every single city and state that they're in. And we empower them to host meetups and events in their area. And that's one of the key features of our app. And actually one of the most popular features of our app is that any traveler can host or attend meetups and events. And these ambassadors or medventurists are leaders in their cities. And a lot of our meetups, actually most of our meetups are hikes, they're events in nature. And I think the spirit of a traveling healthcare professional, as we like to call it, our travelers, we really like to immerse ourselves in the environment that we are in. And that's such a great passion of ours is just to really immerse ourselves and see what's out there, what is so special about this city, what's so special about this state and really seeing places that even locals have never seen. And I, that's what I really love that travelers really embody is that they just have this passion to get out there and experience it, especially since they're only there for a short amount of time. And so I really think that our medventurists really empower the and, and spark the community wherever they are to bring all the traveling healthcare professionals together through nature by hosting all these events and meetups in their area. I love that. And um, your, your platform allows folks to, you know, post images and connect even some of their social, you know, social media profiles. And that's where we're seeing these beautiful um, images of mountains and oceans and trees and rivers. And, you know, while folks are immersed in new places and exploring the natural world around them, that for me is something that is consistent. Every place where we are, whether we are travelers, whether we are, you know, nurses in our communities, um, you know, deeply rooted in, in places and, and don't necessarily move geographically, the consistent component is that we are in the environment. We are on the planet. We are all, you know, have the ability to engage with um, yeah, that world around us and should be. Um, so thank you, Emily. And as we've heard, um, you know, you, you have taken many assignments during this pandemic and before, but maybe you can share with us some of your recent assignments during COVID-19. Um, and I'm curious to explore like, how your perception of environmental sustainability when, within healthcare has changed. Um, and we can talk about that a little bit. And then I want to get deeper into, you know, your, your view as a nurse entrepreneur, like how does some of this environmental sustainability impact the way that you think about the role of, of your business in environmental or, or climate action? 
Such great questions. So much to say about both of them. So taking assignments during COVID has definitely made me notice a lot more about the waste that we have in healthcare, you know, with cleanliness and sanitization, that's never been more important than it is now to prevent and, you know, control this disease that has obviously been very widespread. And so working at the bedside, especially, I'm noticing that we're using a lot more single use items and we're not having the ability to figure out a way to either upcycle or recycle certain items that we have normally been able to figure out solutions for. And that's definitely something that being at the bedside and seeing that firsthand has made me really wonder how we can bridge that gap with, of course, protecting the patient, protecting the staff and the environment all at one time. I don't think it's mutually exclusive and that's, you know, I don't have an answer for that yet, but it's definitely sparked a, a lot of questions in my mind by seeing how much waste that even just one patient uses who's on COVID precautions. And um, I definitely haven't seen, I've been able to see that theme be carried across multiple health systems, most, multiple hospitals. And I don't think anyone's really tapped into, you know, a perfect solution yet and that's okay. But I do think that everyone is more well aware with, you know, the amount of waste that we are using hospital-wide on a small scale and then on a bigger scale. And then as a entrepreneur, I think I've been able to really think about, even though my business is a digital business, the point of my business is that I'm trying to get people, healthcare professionals out into the environment and really you know, feel aligned and one with the earth and our planet. And how does us as healthcare professionals, the work that we do outside and inside the, um, excuse me, hospital, how does that all align together? And I think when I'm, you know, advocating for meetups or events or, you know, shipping out certain products, um, we'll be opening a shop in a couple of months. You know, how can we be, more thoughtful about the actions that we take in our business. And it's definitely a value that I feel like a lot of us think about in our business because businesses are an extension of ourselves. And because the environment is so important to me, I, I think about all the time, what is our carbon footprint? Even if it's digital, there's still a carbon footprint because I'm bringing, you know, I'm bringing humans out into nature, out into the world extended beyond the digital space. And so we think about all our footprints all the time and how we can reduce them. And so those are just some ways that we are thinking about all the time. Um, but I definitely feel like nothing, whether that's in the hospital or outside the hospital in my entrepreneurship journey, um, nothing's mutually exclusive. And so I always try to think about how they all intersect. I wrote that down actually as, you know, when you, when you mentioned it the first time, the not mutually exclusive. The health of the patient and the health of the planet are absolutely intertwined. And, and if anything, you know, that is part of the message of the Nurses Climate Challenge and this environmental sustainability work that is building momentum um, in some ways, but also struggling in other ways, as you've referenced, you know, related to some of the increased waste that has come out of this pandemic, for example. Um, and we're still learning, absolutely. So, so thank you for 
shedding a little bit of light on what your experience has been and the consistencies that you've seen across systems and, and states, of course. I want to pull on a thread that, um, that you referenced there. You said you're opening up shop. Tell, tell us what that means. What is the shop? Where are you opening it? What, what, is, uh, yeah, what is the product or the service? Tell us more. Yeah. So for a long time, you know, we've worked on our logo for three months. It's really something that we're super, super obsessed with. And our community is obsessed with as well. And for a long time, people have been asking us for products. And so in creating products and, you know, polling our community with what they would like, we had a little bit of a sample of, you know, batch reels and t-shirts and sweatshirts and backpacks that we had originally had a small sample of because because we had ran a Kickstarter fund two Decembers ago to launch our business. And so we've been able to send out products in the very beginning of our business. But now we have been hesitant to expand into physical product. And me mostly because I'm aware that creating products, of course, has a carbon footprint. And I want to be as responsible as possible with creating the products as well as shipping the products out and also how that helps with, you know, growing our mission. But again, I always have to be very mindful of what the environmental impacts and sustainability part of it is going to be. And so that's been something that we've been researching a lot. Um, but we do plan to open up a shop because um, with our branding, everyone's very excited to represent ourselves and also just what our company represents, which is, you know, getting out there and really experiencing the country, experiencing the world and being one with our planet. So that's a little bit of a preview of what's to come. Oh, thank you. Well, that's exciting. Congratulations. And I, of course, appreciate the thought, you know, you, you and your business partner are putting into the upstream and downstream impacts and emissions of, you know, products just in general. And of course, in, in healthcare, there is direct applicability um, related to emissions with, with products, materials, supplies that we're using in patient care. I mean, this extends to literally everything we touch with our hands. It comes from somewhere, it's utilized, and it goes somewhere after use. And so um, I, I think it's extremely wise, obviously, but but also really great modeling um, from this entrepreneurial perspective to be mindful of that. And I, I imagine, you know, folks who will be tapping into this with you would love to know the environmental attributes um, of, of the products that you're you're working on, et cetera. So that's that's exciting. And before we started recording today, you also referenced um, some additional expansion happening um, internationally as well related to bringing direct care to some under-resourced communities. And I, I would love to just you know, offer you the opportunity to share a little bit more about that, again, as a model for um, other nurses, other health professionals looking to extend the reach and, and you know, help deliver care to, to places that need it most in the spirit of, of traveling, of course. So yeah, Emily, tell us a little bit more about what else is up your sleeve. So yeah, we are so excited that we've been able to expand our reach 
internationally, which has been a project of ours we thought would be coming in the coming years, but we actually had the opportunity to collaborate with a travel and nursing organization called Travel Nurse Takeover, as well as a nonprofit organization based out of the Dominican Republic called the Four North Project. We were asked to come out to do a vision project. So in the summer of 2021, we were able to go to the Dominican Republic to a local community called Bani, and we were able to assess the community to see what healthcare needs that local community needed. And then we were able to come back in December of 2021, and we were able to launch our inaugural project called Better Together. And this is a pop-up clinic that we were able to provide, and we provided several services, everything from vital signs, as well as a health assessment, education on basic um, healthcare needs and diseases, as well as physical therapy. And we also did non-medical eyeglasses exams, and we were able to also provide um, eyeglasses to help with reading and assessing far, far-sighted needs as well. And we were also able to provide um, over-the-counter medications and distributions from a generous donor as well in the UK. And it was just a very wonderful project to be able to launch because I've always wanted to be part of a medical volunteer clinic, but it's really special to be able to launch something and and really build it from the beginning to say, you know, what are the needs that this community needs and work with the local doctors and nurses. And we're really hoping to one day get to the point where we can actually train the nursing students and the local nurses so that this type of work can be done year round to really become more sustainable. And so that's definitely a pillar of ours is sustainability on that front. And then we're hoping to one day work on water projects and really creating, you know, jobs and helping to clean up the communities and um, outside of healthcare. Four North has also empowered other projects such as teaching um, security to the local community. So empowering the women um, with, you know, how to stay safe in their community and then empowering the men with how to speak and protect the women of the community, empower each other with how they interact um, with one another. That has been a really cool um, project that we've been able to witness as well, but it has been really special to be able to launch uh, this medical community, medical volunteer project. And we're actually going back at the end of April and May for two weeks and we're taking about 40 traveling healthcare professionals back to expand this project. And we're gonna be going into um, really rural communities up in the mountains. We're gonna be able to go to um, a woman's uh, incarceration center to also provide care. And so it's been really cool to see, you know, how big this is growing and how fast it's growing. And I'm sure in no time we'll be able to, you know, expand to other underserved communities as well um, in the Dominican Republic, but also um, to other countries as well. Thank you, Emily. And and what I heard there too is, you know, how you've drawn attention to the intersectionality of, yes, in, you know, environmental sustainability and planetary health and community and population health. I mean, this is all 
absolutely connected. And um, yeah, it certainly sounds like an opportunity to lend a hand in communities that need it at the time that it's needed. Um, so, so thank you for your leadership in that realm. So as we uh, draw this conversation to a close and before we, we highlight Flora Cubello, Emily, I, I would love to do a quick speed round with you. So given your traveling nature, uh, what three actions can travel nurses or really any nurses uh, take to reduce their impact on our climate? I love this question. And I think first and foremost, in the work that you do, clinically at the hospital or even not clinically think about you know all the things that you use to treat patients if there's ways to upcycle them or think about you know before you go into a patient's room for a bed bath for example do you need five towels or do you maybe only need three if it's a contact isolation room or any isolation room think about you know the supplies you're going to be going into that room because most likely with most isolation rooms after that room is broken down and the room the patient gets discharged or moved to another floor all the supplies in that room is going to be gone into the trash and so i think a really good way to reduce our you know usage with supplies especially in the hospitals just thinking about what you need and if you need more you know go back and be mindful to not clear out the entire supply closet and everything in your room because it's most likely going to end up in the trash. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is when you're choosing assignments, and of course, you know, we can't control everything and it really depends on the traveling healthcare market. If you decide that you want to be on the West Coast, for example, try to do assignments that are really close so that you can not be traveling coast to coast or many miles to reduce on your traveling um, emissions and your carbon footprint in that sense. And it's also easier on you in terms of moving and you know, traveling from one assignment to another. And then another action that um, traveling healthcare professionals and nurses in general can take, I think is really important and maybe not direct, but more indirect is getting out in nature and really feeling one with the planet. I think a lot of the times when we're in this autopilot mode of life, we forget to reconnect with nature. And like you said earlier, nature is everywhere. It doesn't have to be this really grand trip to the Rocky Mountains. It could be a walk in the local park or around your neighborhood and just really enjoying the beautiful plant that you see or the beautiful tree or the grass and just like smelling the fresh air or even like enjoying the raindrops if it's a rainy day and just feeling really grounded in nature and I think we forget that nature is all around us all the time and we can connect and ground ourselves with it and feel more aligned with this planet that we live in I think so often we're just in this go 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 mode hustle mode and we forget to you know breathe in <laughs> and really enjoy um, the stillness of the nature that we um, and the environment that we're in every single day. So I think that's a really easy action for us to take um, that a lot of times we take for granted. Well, you heard it from her folks, reduce supplies as a bedside nurse, as a traveling healthcare professional in whatever way you can. 
choose assignments that are geographically relatively close. So you're not flying coast to coast and get out in nature. That raindrop comment gave me goosebumps and I'm sure others as well. So Emily Chang, thank you so much for joining us as CEO of MedVenture. We are grateful for your contribution to this you know, special population and all of the work that you do every day as a climate nurse. It's an honor to have this conversation. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for having me and I'm excited to hear about Floral's journey as well. Also with us today is Floro Kubelo, a registered nurse in multiple Nordic countries and the Philippines, also a nurse educator, as you heard in the introduction. So welcome, Floro. Hi, Shanda. It's nice to be invited here to your program. So we've heard about Emily's path as a travel nurse and the gap that she saw and the platform she built. And Floro, I know you embody that traveling spirit as well. So how is travel nursing part of your literal journey? And, and I'll ask you the same question that I asked Emily at the beginning, which was how has this work facilitated your work as a climate nurse? Yeah, so nice question, yeah. Uh, thanks again, Shanda, for inviting me to your podcast. And it's nice to hear from you after so many months of not seeing each other. But uh, I know that uh, travel nursing is quite popular in the US and, and the system has been uh, you know, running for decades already. And I also see the great potential of travel nursing um, here in the Nordic region, specifically in Finland because of the critical nursing shortage. And I actually like to do travel nursing but it's not officially existing in, in the country. So that would mean if you accept uh, part-time work from uh, other cities or municipalities, then um, you would have to pay for your own accommodation and transportation. And that's like doing almost like a free work. So, but uh, in terms of traveling as a nurse, I am really active in participating in seminars, uh, conferences and forums within Europe. So I could link that to your question. Uh, I attended one general assembly organized by the Healthcare Without Harm Europe in 2019 in Spain uh, before COVID-19 started. And I was the only um, nurse present. And there, were, there was also a, one Irish doctor, if, I, if my memory serves me right. And from there, I have voiced out the importance of nurses in participating to the climate change movement and also in, in, in the decision-making policy process. So the following year, they launched uh, the, the Nurses Climate Challenge Europe edition. And I was so happy to take part of the launching uh, of the program during the Clean Med Europe 2020, which I think you are also present at that time with, with Maria. And, and uh, within Finland, I, I used to accept work from other cities as well. So I, I used a lot of um, public transportation to, to travel from one um, city to another because we enjoy the fresh air and, and green sceneries in Finland. Uh, the, the climate change movement um, among nurses or uh, healthcare professionals ha has not attracted so much attention. So I was thinking 
what can I do as an internationally educated nurse or a, or a foreign nurse to, to ask for support among my colleagues within the Nordic region to, to launch a simple movement or a campaign to raise awareness on our roles to combat climate change with respect to the uh, carbon dioxide emission that we, we, we produce when, when traveling uh, from long haul flights or within Europe or from other parts of the continent. And that's where we, that's where we, uh, all it started. So we, we discussed, we had a meeting and then we launched uh, a very good movement, simple movement to raise more awareness to our colleagues in the Nordic region and other parts of the world as well. And, and, and also during, uh, in my free time, I, like, I also like to walk, to jog and cycle. Uh, specifically during summer times, and you can see like uh, you're like lifted to heaven when you see healthy green trees uh, around you, and and you know birds chirping at the same time. So I like to travel a lot, and at the same time, it also uh, I, I mean uh, it it also gives me awareness as a nurse to 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 do something. To, to raise more awareness about climate change. Thank you, Floro. And, and that was one of the themes, you know, certainly in the conversation with Emily as well as, you know, we as traveling health professionals, we as, as nurses and whatever our community is, the, the consistent aspect is the environment in which we are in. And that looks different, I imagine, you know, you could speak to that in ways I could not, that looks different in, Finland and the Philippines and Iceland yeah. and speaking back to you know Emily's experience from San Antonio Texas to upstate New York but the environment is always where we as humans are and of course that has you know different mm -hmm. health implications etc so that resonates with me um, thank you Floro and and you just mentioned you know perfect segue where I want to go next you you tell us about the trees. Uh, to share, you know, some brief context with listeners, I had the opportunity to interview you, Floro, and, and to learn more about your role um, at the General Assembly. Uh, you know, you were featured as a nurse climate champion for the Nurses Climate Challenge in the U.S. and, and then in Europe as that was built. And one of the programs you built fascinates me. I, I think our audience will want to hear about that too. So a couple years ago, you told me that um, flying from Manila in the Philippines to Helsinki, Finland, um, generates, you know, over over 1600 kilograms of carbon dioxide. And you've talked a little bit, uh, you know, already today about, about emissions from travel, perhaps those emissions have changed in the past couple of years. I'm sure they have, but please like, give us an overview of this tree planting program that you've created to help offset emissions from travel. And, and maybe you can tell us a little about the impacts as well. Yeah, uh, speaking about trees, uh, you know, I love nature. I, I like seeing green trees and forests. It, it, it really calms me down in general. And from the view of my kitchen or from, from my office here at home, you will see immediately old and tall trees. So my work laptop is facing towards the window so, so that I could keep staring at the trees while doing my work. 
So, uh, you know, trees has a very important role in balancing our ecosystem, as you might be aware, and our listeners right now. So it, it gives us, you know, oxygen and, and, and a good quality of air. And, and in relation to what you ask about the Nurses Climate Challenge and how did I and my colleagues launch this simple program that would raise awareness about climate change. So we launched together my Filipino colleagues from different parts of the Nordic region, which I also mentioned a while ago during our first annual General Assembly in Helsinki, Finland. This program or campaign called Plant a Tree When You Go Home campaign that would encourage foreign nurses, not only Filipino nurses, but also other internationally educated nurses to plant as many trees as they can when they when they uh, you know travel from the Nordic region back to the Philippines or to their home country, countries respectively for for example for holidays or 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 during vacation or even just short flights within Europe or other parts of the continent. So uh, um, and and the aim of this program is to reduce the uh, the carbon dioxide emission due to long haul flights. And as of now, one of the good impacts is we have at least planted over 5,000 trees and we want to plant more in the future once the COVID pandemic is over and we can move around and we can uh, gather more nurses to go with us and plant more trees. But even, even during COVID-19, we have also collaborated with uh, local members in society and government officials and, 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 and uh, NGO, other NGOs. And, and we have also educated 430 plus nurses already from different parts of the world on, on, on why they should do the same acts as we have done. And, and every time I am invited to speak, I always see that it, it really sound, say that it really sounds so, so easy or so simple, but it actually needs cooperation uh, within government officials or um, other sectors in the society to make this happen. And although the impact can be hardly felt this time, but it is aiming for the mission to decrease CO2 level, which is one of the uh, main goals of our global health leaders uh, around the world. And, and it, it gives us more awareness among nurses and other healthcare professionals to, you know, to uh, value every single tree that is planted and is present in our planet. And we, we are truly, uh, you know, um, great consumers of, of trees, but we never placed as human beings on what we consumed. And, and, and during the launching of, of the Nurses Climate, um, Nurses Climate Challenge in Europe, and, and I have been contacted also with one colleague in, in Ireland, that he would launch a similar campaign of, of planting one tree for each nurse present in Ireland. So I, I, have, I haven't heard though for some updates about it, but um, I would like to follow up in the future for, for progress of the, of the project. And maybe I could be of help uh, for him if, if, if he needs more um, consultation or, or advice regarding on how to run the campaign. And I'm, I'm, so, I'm just so amazed how, how social media can connect us uh, with one goal as healthcare professionals to to, to address the, 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 the needs to, to uh, or the problems um, in relation to climate change. So that would be it. I think I love trees a lot and I have, I have 
never given up in in in, in voicing out uh, the, the the role of nurses our our important role as nurses in 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 raising awareness to climate change raising awareness and and moreover you know as exemplified by this program you are having an impact and are building a platform for other nurses to do the same so floral have you ever heard of the term nurse tree mm, i haven't heard actually i haven't encountered the, the nurse tree term okay. oh, is it some kind of a program or a project no it's an ecological term okay this is cool let's let's just you know go wild for a moment here so I am in uh, Northern California in the U.S. right now, and um, as you, you know, you and and probably listeners are familiar with, this ecological system in Northern California, uh, way up in Humboldt County, is extremely unique in that it is one of the planet's last old growth redwood stands. Um, there are, you know, a few different types of redwoods left um, on on the planet, and two of them um, are in California and where where we are. Um, oh gosh, trees get to be, um, you know, seventeen feet in diameter. I mean, it's absolutely remarkable. So, I too love trees, and this term nurse tree. It, it doesn't just relate to redwoods. It's something that happens with other species as well. But when a tree falls, you know, either from natural um, wind or just the lifespan of the tree, you know, comes to an end. And in the case of redwoods, they can grow to be, you know, a couple thousand years old at least. But when a tree falls, it basically supports the growth of other trees on and around it. Um, so the concept of, of nursing new life via another tree. And the way that this looks in redwoods, sometimes, oh, I, I would love to, I'll, I'll share a couple show notes with folks. Um, these oh, redwoods- it's, it's, like an, it's like an angel then saving the, yeah. saving or protecting. Exactly. Being armed. Okay, that's interesting. Exactly. And it actually facilitates nutrient delivery from the soil. This old stump will pull nutrients from the soil into the new sapling, and a tree can literally grow on top of the stump um, of, of the old one. Like, imagine if we did that as humans. It's these nurse trees. These are such trees in general are such special creatures. I think they're creatures living on the planet. So anyway, um, thank you, Floro, for describing the, the program of tree planting and what it is um, doing in terms of facilitating the drawdown or pulling CO2 emissions out of the atmosphere. That's what's happening. Uh, yeah. We love it. I, I tried to translate it in Finnish language. It says literally, uh, like a nursery, like in, in Finnish, it's called Sairanhoitaja and which is uh, also visible, I think, in in parts of Europe. I would be really interested to know more about this nursery. 
Mm -hmm. it's, that's like you. You are facilitating the deliver of these this knowledge, these nutrients to other nurses that are having an impact too. Um, let's keep talking about that. Yeah. So Floral, like like Emily, your career path has also shifted over the years. You are now in a nursing educator role. You're building up the hearts and minds of our profession's future, just like a nurse tree. Um, and we've had the chance in this podcast to speak with a couple of nursing educators here in the US, working to integrate climate change into nursing education um, via the Nurses Climate Challenge School of Nursing Commitment, which I know you're familiar with, of course, in, in Europe. Um, but perhaps you can share the focus of your climate and environmental nursing scholarship as faculty with our listeners. Yeah, so thank you for that question, uh, Ashanda. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad uh, to be given the opportunity to, to actually shift into a, a new role from a clinician to a nurse educator. So when I moved to Northern Finland last fall in, in, in 2021, as I mentioned, uh, to accept a new role as a senior lecturer and to also head the newest program offered by the Ola University of Applied Sciences, uh, which is the International Degree Program in Nursing. Ha having having uh, taught international uh, nursing students for two years, uh, I thought that there's something missing among nursing students. Uh, most especially, we, we are facing so many uh, global health issues like climate change. So when I was handling a course called um, counseling in health promotion, I invited one expert who has also visited Eastern Finland. I'm, I'm sure he's, she's familiar to you as well and to all our listeners right now. Uh, her name is uh, Ruth McDermott, uh, Professor Ruth, Ruth McDermott-Levy. To, to speak about the role of nurses in climate change. So it was a good opportunity to open the eyes and minds of our um, future registered nurses, uh, our colleagues that will that they will be the frontliners of the effects of climate change. So I felt good after that uh, and just continued to uh, to do the advocacy of climate change as a, as a nurse, even though few only will be interested because I know the effects will be will be vast in the near future. So when I moved here to OAMC, uh, I was tasked to make the curriculum of the degree program in nursing alone. And of course, with the help of, of my counterpart in the Finnish program. So I have added two um, elective courses to, to the program uh, uh, called Nurses in International and Global Health. And also the other elective course is uh, Sustainability in Nursing Practice to specifically focus on the issues of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, specifically SDG 3 and also 13, to educate not only our nurses, but also other healthcare professionals to raise more awareness of climate change. When, uh, when, when one of our colleagues at the University of Pennsylvania as well, the Penn Nursing, emailed me to become a guest expert of the Comparative Health Systems um, Nursing and Midwifery response to the global health crisis, which is a course run at Penn Nursing. I immediately accepted it because it involves several universities and professors and also nursing students from around the globe so that I can educate more across the world 
of, of, of uh, multicultural background. So I'm very active, Shanda, and, and will never give up, as I mentioned, of this advocacy to raise more awareness to our future colleagues and to our colleagues who are already in the industry, even for many years. And if you remember our session as well, uh, during the launching of Nurses Climate Ch uh, Challenge in Europe, I have mentioned there that uh, the, the European Union Directive 55 uh, uh, over 2013, which is the backbone of the nursing curriculum in the Europe should be revisited as well in, and include climate change as one of the most important courses or competencies among nurses here in Europe. So I, I'm, I'm very active as well as a nurse educator to, to uh, engage our policy and decision makers to, to include climate change in the nursing curriculum. Yes, the very active is an understatement, Floro. You are everywhere virtually. I think that is certainly one <laughs> um, beneficial aspect of us learning how to better utilize technology is that nursing students from all over the world um, can hear from you and hear from colleagues, you know, like yourself who are bringing climate into the classroom. Um, so thank you for that. And I'm very amazed that uh, when you made the article last time about me and being featured in US, a lot of people have actually contacted me and to, to and invited me to, to speak about climate change as a nurse or as an international educated nurse. And I, I, I never uh, declined those invitations because that's my only chance to raise more awareness and keep going with our program. Oh, I'm, I'm really glad that that has um, facilitated some of that, especially because, um, you know, like you said, every opportunity that we as climate nurses have to reach a broader audience, how, how could we say no? We know that students and practicing nurses and faculty and retired nurses are thirsty for this content and to have a platform to share and most importantly, to inspire folks to take action. Um, that's that's really this really what this is all about. Um, Floro, thank you. So as yeah. we shift to the close, I'll invite you to do a little speed round with me. So based on all of the work that you have done and and all of the um, resources that you've uh, yourself have built, but also that what you know is available out there for other nurses and health professionals. What are top three resources or organizations that have been useful for you as a climate nurse engaged in this work? Of course, the one good source, and I, and, and I highly recommend to our uh, colleagues, is the Nurses Climate Challenge, both in the USA and Europe. And not only reference materials are produced there, but uh, you know, uh, but you also get the chance to network and consult uh, colleagues from around the globe for future work and and in collaboration, not only in climate change but in, in global health in general. And the second one is, of course, the the, the Alliance of uh, Nurses for Healthy Environments (ANHE) website. Uh, there's a good. A book created by our nurse educators and other collaborators from the USA 
Uh, and I know you know the, the, the book entitled Environmental Health in Nursing. And hopefully we could collaborate someday to create one good book too for Europe. And uh, the third, uh, I'm sure everyone's familiar with uh, World Health Organization. It has uh, given me general information on the impact of climate change to health. But I also take, would take this chance, chance to say that uh, I wish to have a working committee, specific, specifically the nursing committee, who would really take part in making policies to, to give more voice for nurses in the international environment. So I hope the, the, the chief nursing officer is also listening to us right now and to create a specific committee from around the globe to specifically handle climate change as a separate topic. I hope they are listening too. So you heard it folks, the, the invite from Floro to more deliberately establish international collaboration with nurses on the topic of climate change. So Floro Cabello, Emily Chang, thank you both so much for spending time with me and, and with our audience today to share your stories and, and spark inspiration as I know you are doing all the time. We are grateful to be fellow climate nurses with you. And for listeners looking for ways to more deeply engage in this work, we've, we'll share the resources and the links that um, our colleagues today have mentioned. But of course, I also want to draw attention to the upcoming virtual summit uh, from Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments at the end of May. And also in May, we have the upcoming US Clean Med Conference um, meeting in person in Kansas City. So as always, gratitude for those nurses and those health professionals out there doing the remarkable work. We are honored to be in community with you all. Thank you, Shanda, Emily, and Floro. It is so interesting to hear about Emily's solution, MedVenture, and Floro's commitment to global education about climate change and health and how nursing can impact it. This conversation reminds me that together we go miles. Thank you all for listening and please tune in for upcoming podcasts highlighting nurse climate champions. Check us out at envirn.org and please subscribe, comment, and share the podcast. Talk to you next time. Mm -hmm.